JD Talking Sports. Drop the G. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It is Saturday, December 31st, the last day of 2016. We're back again. You know why, you know why I'm back? Because I have to eat my words. I thought Clemson did not have a shot tonight. Isaac, I'm sorry. I got to shut you off for a second. I have to eat my words. Urban Meyer, in 194 games, had never been shut out. His a team he coached had never been shut out. Well, 31 nothing. And I'll tell you, he had his kicker missed two field goals. It would have been 31-6. That's how much they were thoroughly dominated by Clemson tonight. Dabo, um, I apologize. I apologize for not believing. I really thought ACC was overrated. I thought you guys were overrated. You put a whooping. That was a whoop-ass. That was, it was ugly. It was beyond ugly. That second half wasn't even, it was nothing to really watch. I'm just, I'm kind of speechless. At one point, they had a third and 19. Clemson did. They were up 17 nothing at the time. They get a first down. They do a running play. Get the first down. They did go down. Boom, boom, boom. It was amazing. Deshaun Watson, I mean, over 300 yards of total offense. First possession of the game, he throws an interception. I thought Ohio State was going to go right down and score. Nope, they missed a field goal. They had another opportunity. He had two turnovers. He looked a little shaky. The team didn't look great. I'll tell you, it should have been even more than 17-0. They had a drive. They got a first and two in the first half, and they missed a field goal. Actually, the center for Clemson moved the ball beforehand. Two guys from Ohio State jumped. Dabo was going crazy, but after you watched the replay, you saw that they were actually drawn off. And the guy missed the field goal. It was 17 nothing at the time. They had a first and goal to two Clemson. They couldn't put it in. And, I, I mean, there was plenty of opportunities. I never thought that Ohio State got it going. J.T. Barrett, who had uh, been getting some heat from Clemson's, some Clemson's players saying uh, he wasn't even the best quarterback they had seen this year well he didn't do uh he didn't do anything he did not a he had he had a pretty tough game let me i, I was looking up his stats 19 to 33 for 127 yards two interceptions 11 rushes for negative two yards and he was off on a lot of throws i mean way off curtis samuel had six rush at a total of uh 110 yards a total offense <laughs> But he had a 64-yard run. At that point, Ohio State had 111 yards of total offense. 111 yards. They finished the game with 215. 470, 215. It, was, uh, it wasn't pretty. 25-9 to nine first downs for Clemson. Third down conversions. Clemson 50%, 9 for 18. Ohio State 3 for 14. You're not gonna, it seemed like every time you turned around, it was a three and out. And the, the Ohio State's D was playing hard. Hey, Greg Schiano, you got, you were the boys playing hard. They they played hard all game. But when your offense isn't doing anything the whole game, three turnovers all in the second half for Ohio State. Deshaun Watson threw for two fifty nine, had fifty seven on the ground, th- a touchdown passing, two rushing. Wayne Gallman eighteen for eighty five. He had a TD. Mike Williams. Who slipped on a couple? I think he could have had a, he could have had a touchdown, one or two of them. He had six for ninety six, 
Another guy uh, for Ohio State, the, the, the big guys were Samuel uh, Malik Hooker. Oh, he had an interception in the end zone. That could have been another drive with some points. They left a lot of points in the bl- on the board, Clemson. They're not going to be able to do that against Alabama. I'm really curious how this game's going to turn out. I really am. Bama won 24-7. Actually, it was a close game. Actually, they were behind because in the first seven minutes, they were behind. Washington went down. Bam. He threw a touchdown to Dante Pettis, a 16-yard, a 7-0. And I was like, ooh, this game might be tight. They went down to score to make it 7-7. Then they got a field goal. And then right before the half, Jake Browning threw an INT. And that was the ball game. 17-7 at the half. And then after that, I was like... And the 11th touchdown by the defense this year by Alabama. 11th. I mean, can you believe that? 11 touchdowns? from your defense. Washington had 103 yards in the first quarter, had 91 the rest of the rest of the night. They had six three and outs. Their average starting position in the first half was their own 19, where Alabama started on their own 46. And this is, I, I know people go crazy with the stats, but Alabama is 84-2 when they have a double-digit halftime lead under Saban and now 40-0 against non-conference opponents when a double-digit halftime lead. He's 114-18 at Alabama Saban. Oof. And then the Huskies in the third quarter, they had 10 yards of total offense. And Bo Scarborough, a sophomore, this was, I thought, was interesting. 180 yards on 19 carries, two touchdowns, set a Bama, Alabama bowl game rushing record. He had a 68-yard TD run. If you haven't seen it, go look it up online. It was amazing. He changed directions and everything. Every time they needed a big run, he got it for them. And I'll tell you the truth. They should have given him the ball more because Jalen Hurts, 7 for 14, 57 yards passing, 19 rushes for 50 yards. My father kept screaming at the TV, who's the offensive coordinator? I go, Lane Kiffin. He goes, well, what What do they do with him? I mean, every time was like he, you know, it was like he, he – uh, got the got the snap and then he would go back for a second and then run forward. He wasn't doing anything all game. It was it was a, it was not a it was choppy offense. Thank God they're D. I mean, you know, when when you give up 194 yards, which was the lowest this year for Washington, a team they came in scoring at least 31 points. Except they lost two games. The two games they lost, they scored a total of 20. Alabama's deep. Listen, Alabama's defense came into this game leading the FBS in scoring, rushing yards, passing yards, and total yards. Well, this season they've been giving up an average of about 11.8 a game, points per game, seven. Rushing yards, 63.4 a game. Washington came in averaging 210. They had 44 yards rushing on the day. Also passing yards, 184.5. Washington had 150 on the day, Jake Browning's worst game. And total yards, they gave up about 248, 194. Also, they had five sacks. Jake Browning was 11 out of his 13. He went nine for 25 the rest of the game. They had 12 turnovers in 13 games. They had three against Alabama. He hadn't thrown an INT in 104 pass attempts. It was it was amazing how the defense just shut him completely down. I mean, that sums up the game. I mean, come on. I mean, the D just D won the game for them. And then you had a, a, a running back who, whenever they needed a big play, I mean, 180 yards. I, I didn't know that. I thought it, I thought Derrick Henry. I thought Mark Wingham. I thought someone had a had a big big game, but they didn't. And I and they actually play. Florida State to start the new season next year. Why, why is why is Atlanta getting a new football stadium? The Georgia Dome looked fine to me. I looked next door. I'm like, I told, showed my dad. He's like, well, what? I said, I don't know. I don't know why they have a new stadium. It's ridiculous. 
Rodunculus. I know we're less than an hour and 12 minutes here on the East Coast from New Year's 2017. 6-3 and outs for Washington. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. They came in. They came. They saw. They conquered. You have Urban Meyer never shut out in in his history of coaching. And then you have Alabama's defense, which just annihilated. I mean, they gave up. They they shut him out the last 53 minutes. They didn't do anything. They weren't even close. I mean, they, they had a couple completions here and there. And then the wide receiver, I'm blanking on his name right now. John, John Ross. John Ross came in, 17 touchdown catches of 1,100 yards, 11 targets on the night. He had five catches for 20 yards. That was all in the first half. Dante Pettis also was the one of the leading uh, pass catchers, three for 26 for that early touchdown. That was it. Amazing. The first two drives, Washington had 10, 10, 10 plays, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Next four, they lost a fumble, three, three and outs. And the fumble was by John Ross. Jonathan Allen had two tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss. Ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Both games weren't very... I, I guarantee the ratings aren't going to be good. But I watched it. The Bama, Bama game too was more, more interesting because it was kind of go back and forth, going back and forth. But I can't say the same for the uh, Clemson game, man. I just kept waiting for them to show me something. They didn't. They didn't show me anything. Now, I'm very curious. Hey, last year, 45-40, Alabama beat them. This year, I'm, I'm very curious to see Clemson. You know what? They said that uh, no teams won back-to-back since Florida State in 99, I think, won two in a row. No, it can't be. Or played for the – I can't remember the last team. Yeah, I, I got to check that again. It's You know, it's hard to repeat. It's very hard to repeat. Usually a team loses that first year. Like I remember when Dallas won all the Super Bowls. They were on a two-peat, and then they lost to uh, San Francisco. Damn. And uh, Dalvin Cook uh, is going pro from Florida State. They won yesterday over Michigan, 33-32. Actually, Michigan ran back the a two-pointer at the end of the game to make it 33-32. Isn't that crazy? He, Dalvin Cook, Cook ran for 20 for a buck 45 and a TD. MVP of the Orange Bowl, also set a single-season record with 17.65. Mel Kuyper has his, as the number two running back behind Leonard Fournette. They just they just churn him out. Devontae Freeman for uh, Devonta Freeman from uh, the Falcons is is having a hell of a year. I'll tell you, hey Jets, and you know what I read is that Chip Kelly and Trent Baalke are both out of the Niners. I'd love to have imagine Chip Kelly, New York Jets coach. The problem is he doesn't have any quarterbacks for a system. Problem is, you know what? He's he's failed a two straight organization. I, you know, I don't blame the Niners. Didn't have he went to a team with no talent. But man, they didn't give him any time with the uh, 49ers, huh? Got rid of him. Qu- yeah, he just went in this. They need one year, and that's it. Guess the owners want to go in a different direction. But damn, I mean that's crazy, right? That's crazy. I. And, you know, they're going to keep talking about guys not playing in bowl games because Michigan tight end, I love his name, Jake Butt tore his ACL in the second quarter of the Michigan 
Michigan's Orange Bowl loss. He was the John Mackey Award winner this year. 43 catches, 518, four touchdowns. Nearly consensus, first-team All-American. He was expected to be one of the first tight ends to go in the two, in this draft this year. But, you know, ACL's usually between six and nine months. That's not good at all. Not good at all. Wow, just that sucks. I wonder if it's going to keep another guy from saying, hey, you know what, I, I don't think I should be playing in these games. I mean, there's a there's a chance. There's a chance that, you know, more guys are going to be like, hey, I don't want to ruin my career. And this, I, this just came in. How about this? This this to me is pretty amazing. You know, Russell Wilson, I'm sorry, Russell Russell Westbrook, 16th triple-double, 17 points, 14 assists, 12 rebounds, and a 114-88. What happened to the Clippers? Clippers started out like 11-1, and one, and they since then they've been dropping bombs left and right. 16th triple-double this season. And Harden the other night got his 7th. And then I saw that Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics had 52, and he broke a Celtics record with 27 points in the fourth quarter to get the win. I mean, it's amazing what the guys are doing this year. And then, oh, and, and then let's top it now. The Knicks lost their fourth straight. Porzingis sat out tonight's game with a sore Achilles. They lost their, their, their fourth straight. They're 16 and 17. They lost 129, 122. To the Rockets, who are now 26 and 9. James Harden, listen to these stats 53 points, 17 assists, 16 rebounds. First player in NBA history to have at least 50 points, 15 rebounds, and 15, 15 assists. 53, 17 assists, 16 rebounds. Carmelo left the game after 19 minutes with uh sore knee, 7 points. Hey, Joaquin Noah's 15 points, 16 rebounds. Rose at 21, and Brandon Jennings at 32. They went to a small ball lineup, but still, you know what? That's a lot of points. They gave up a lot of points last time they played the Rockets in the Garden. Sorry, that's Peanut sleeping. I am home with Peanut talking to you. JD Talking Sports, drop the G, and we're, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Love to hear from you. Have a lot of stuff to talk about. And, you know, also, how about this? Rose Bowl on Monday, Monday at 5, I love the granddaddy of them all. You have two teams since October 1st. Penn State's 9-0 since October 1st. USC's 8-0. Penn State's only been scoring 40 points a game since then, and USA 38. Something's got to give. Penn State's been giving up about 19 a game. So's USC. Yards per game. Penn State's only averaging about 471. USC's 524. I mean, something's got to give. I, I, I hope. I just want a good game, man. But I love the Rose Bowl. I mean, it always looks great. I lived out there. Tickets were like three hundred dollars, two fifty. I didn't have the money. I thought someone's going to give me a ticket. Didn't happen. You know, that's how life is. Sometimes, sometimes you don't get what you want in life, and you just have to move on, right? I'm dying. That's going to be a great game. I'm excited about that. And Ronda Rousey, she made three million for the fight. I, I talked about this, but Conor McGregor. Tied Conor McGregor for the richest disclosed MMA purse. Amanda Nunes says uh, uh, Rousey can't take it anymore. Believes she'll retire. And Rousey spoke on Saturday for the first time. She says, "I need to take some time to reflect and think about the future." You know, I guess we'll see. Three million dollars shelf time to think about it and uh, you know process and go from there. Can't believe about the. And how about Steve Smith retiring? He's going to wear. Special cleats to honor uh, the Ravens, the Panthers, as well as family and friends with custom cleats Sunday at Cincy. I thought that was a cool thing. I like Steve Smith. Plays hard. 
plays are. And Blue Jackets, hey, extended the win streak to 15 games. They won 4-2 over the Minnesota Wild, who snapped uh, their streak at 12. But nice win, Blue Jackets, 15 wins. Peanut, what do you think about that? Peanut's kind of excited. Peanut likes hockey. What, and I, you know, I, I was going to ask about Roger Federer, 35. He says he hopes to play at least two to three more years and that his mindset is for the, mindset is for the long term. Yeah, hey, Mr. Federer, I'm not, never was a fan. I'm actually, I like Djokovic. And hey, uh, what's his name? Got uh, Andy Murray got knighted the other day. How about that? Roger Federer, two to three more years at 35. Wow. How about that one? Wow. Yeah, hey, I wish you the best of luck, buddy. I really do. I hope things work out. I don't see it happening. I, I, I don't see a player getting... The only player that I, I've seen that amazes me is Serena Williams. Really. She really does. But Federer is coming off his first serious injury. It's a, it's a young man sport. I really do. I, I Yeah. You know, as an older guy, I, I hope uh, he can do it. Actually, no. I've, I've never been a fan of Federer. Best of luck to you. I'm still going to root, uh, root for Djokovic. That's just me. All right. Now, Duke and UNC both lost on the same day while ranked in the top 10 for the third time ever. First time since 1989. Of course, you know, I was going to be excited because Duke lost. And they stripped uh, Grayson Allen of team captain uh, following his tripping incidents. That's what Coach K did uh, today. They lost uh, to Virginia Tech, at Virginia Tech, 89-75. Virginia Tech has won eight in a row. They're 12-1. This was a ACC opener for all four teams. Duke's 12-2 after the loss. And UNC lost 75-63 at Georgia Tech. They were outscored 46-31 in the second half, which means they were up at the half. UNC falls to 12-3, and and Georgia Tech improves to 9-4 and in their ACC openers. Why do you always tease me, UNC? You know what? It's early in the season. As my buddy Ben would say, better to lose now than later in the season. They can work these things out, work out the kinks in the season. We'll go from there. And the Heat uh, gave Eric Spalestra a contract extension over the summer. Terms of deal... Yet to be announced. Not yet not yet announced. To be. To be determined. Now, the Raiders. You have Matt McGloin, below average arm. I'm going to talk a little NFL now. You know what? I didn't go over. I have my picks. My picks, my picks. I need to get uh, my picks for this week. You know what? I forgot all about my NFL picks. Okay. How about this? NFL Sunday, January 1st. All right, I'm taking the Patriots over the Dolphins. Dolphins really want to get that win if they want to get a better seed. I'm taking the Buccaneers over the Panthers. Buccaneers need a lot of help to get into the playoffs. I'm taking the Browns over the Steelers. They're, they're, they're sitting everybody. I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns. Would help the, nobody help the Jets? I don't. Th- uh, Cowboys over the Eagles, even though I don't know who's playing quarterback right now. I don't think it's. I think it might be Mark Sanchez starting. Bengals over the Ravens. Sorry, Steve Smith Sr. I just think right now, neither team has anything to play for. There's a lot of games that nobody has to win anything. I think the Raiders can beat the Broncos. I think Matt McGloin's going to come and play a hell of a game. I think they, they have a lot to play for. An extra week off will really help them get more reps from McGloin before the playoffs. Rams over the Cardinals. I'm taking the Giants over the Redskins. Redskins are playing for their playoff lives. I think the Giants can pull it out. I think they really want to go in the playoffs on a high note. Jaguars over the Colts. Yeah, I think I think Blake Bortles is going to want to show something. Bears over the Vikings. That's that. Oof, that'd be. And I'm taking the Jets. 
I'm going to take Fitzpatrick in his last game as a Jet, going crazy over EJ Manuel. Maybe even gets, maybe something happens. Maybe they, they see something. They put in Hackenberg, and Hackenberg has the game of his life. That could happen, right? There's, there's a possibility that can happen. All right, tight ends over the Texans. I, I'm, Matt Castle's going to have, Matt Castle, what, why did I pick that? I probably should have taken the Texans. I don't know. Sometimes you get a little crazy. You get drunk with power on that front. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Chargers, especially Melvin Gordon's out. Chiefs have a lot to play for this week. And Seahawks after the, over the Niners. What's going to happen? If this, is, if this is Chip Kelly's last game, is what, now the reports, and they can say whatever they want, it's going to be a nuthouse just tomorrow for the, the Niners at home. What are they, they're going to have like 20 people at that game. And that stadium is beautiful. I've only seen it on TV, but it looks awesome. I'm taking the Saints over the Falcons, and I'm taking the Lions. I really, I think the Lions, I think that he's going to have a heck of a game. I really do. I think Matthew Stafford's going to lead them to the promised land. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I gotta—I have a very good feeling about this. I really do. And we're, we'll see what uh, Matt McGloin does. Now, Chiefs, Chiefs Chargers, this is the thing. Mike McCoy, they say, could be, this could be it. Now, I love Andy Benoit on MMQB. He feels that Mike McCoy's offense is one of the best constructed in football, but he says injuries have destroyed the team. You know, I be careful what you do, you know. A couple down, well, they, this second straight bad year, I feel like that's they don't need they pull this they pull the rug on you after two years. I don't know how many years they're gonna give him on that front. You know, we shall see on that front. And Travis Kelsey, they said his blocking has become a big point in helping with their run designs with Tyreek Hill. They could be dangerous in the playoffs. But you know with Andy Reid the playoffs come, and it's, it's Chokorama for them usually. Packers at Green Bay. Green Bay's won five straight, and is a, and if they win, they've got the fifth NFC North title in the last six years. You have the Ravens are staring at their third non-winning season in four years since their Super Bowl victory. And the last time they won in Cincinnati was New Year's Day 2012. Interesting. They're playing New Year's Day 2017. Now, also, the Ravens aren't going to the playoffs because their greatest strength run defense fell apart in December. They'd allowed 74 yards through Week 13. Then they've given up 130 yards, 23rd in the NFL since then. And the Bengals, no pass rush. They're going to need a defensive end next year because uh, Michael Johnson, one of, their, one of their better players, has been kind of invisible so far this year. Also, they've dropped five of the last seven games by an average of 3.2 points. And that's one reason why they're not going to the postseason for the first time in Andy Dalton's six-year career. Now the Colts versus the Jags. The Colts are 5-5 five and five in games decided by one score after being at best 26-8 and eight with uh, Coach Chuck Pagano from 2012 to 2015. Now they're saying that the Colts should look at hard at the inside linebacker position in the offseason. They have the De- Quell Jackson comes back. It'll be 5.75 against the cap and can be cut for just 250000 Benoit feels they should have a, they need a forceful three-down player. And he feels, and I tend to agree, Jalen Ramsey has got a much stronger in the second half. He has unmatched combo of size and athleticism. He could be a top-five corner by this time next year. Hey, that's why they took him high in the draft. There are some guys out there that are making, you know, you're just like, Clemson today had that guy ran an 86-yard, had two interceptions today. What, Van William? Man, 
amazing how even Malik Hooker, I mean, that play he made in the end zone, he was like the receiver on that play. The athleticism of these guys back in the secondary, it is amazing to watch. Okay, New England can lock up the number one seed and home field with a win in Miami. It would be only be the Patriots' fourth number one seed in seven years, the best such run in the AFC since the current seeding by, uh, by seeding by record format was adopted. In 19, I love these stats since 1975. It doesn't matter. Four and seven years. Jets. I, I, I'd like Jets to have one of these. I'd like. It's like what you. And the fullback James uh, Devlin has been a huge factor down the stretch. Down the stretch. I'm sorry. The stretch. He can line up outside. He helps with blocking and everything. He he opens he opens the the paths for the wide receivers. You know he's like a decoy, but the decoy sometimes opens everybody else up. Now, if Dolphins win and Kansas City loses in San Diego, they'll move to number five. I don't see that happening, but hey. And Bradford has completed seventy-one point three percent of his passes. They play the at the they play the Bears at home on Sunday. Now he he has a chance to break Drew Brees' record of seventy-one point two. Also, he can surpass Dante Culpepper's franchise record three hundred seventy-nine completions. Doesn't matter; they're not playing good ball. And the Bears own the worst 15-game record in franchise history. They have a franchise. They, when they combine an NFL of 10 takeaways this season, none in the last six weeks. Wow. And that's why they say John Fox is on the hot seat. We talked about, uh, I talked about this C- C- Cowboys. I don't think they're going to play Dak Prescott because he already has 13 wins. And I don't think they're going to push Ezekiel Elliott to try to get the, to break, uh, to break, Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record of 1808. He needs like a buck 87. I think a buck 87 to win. I guess we're going to see. And uh, Carson Wentz is throwing a franchise record 352 completions. Well, it happens because he lost three running backs a season ending injuries. But they, you know, thank God he has Zach Ertz and Trey Burden who are, you know, flexible enough as receivers. You know, they add dimensions when you have to throw the ball. But they need they need a lot of help. But I th- he's going to be a good quarterback, and that's what everybody keeps saying. You know what? The team around him's not that great, but he's a good player. Now the Steelers are set as the number three seed. The Browns can clinch the number one overall pick with a loss. Now the Browns finally ended a seven game losing streak. They've lost twelve in a row at Heinz Field, where the Browns are one in fifteen, and. Hopefully, and fortunately for them, Ben Big Ben's not playing because he's only twenty two against the Browns, who didn't take the Ohio boy out of the draft, and he's made him pay ever since. Now they say the Browns need help by quarterback, pass rusher, and safety. I guess you know what the coaches know better than I do, and they feel that uh, Keith Butler's done a great job with uh, as with the defense that he should be considered for assistant coach of the year honors. And they've actually the Steelers D has been top ranked in terms of yards over the final six six weeks of the season, and hey, this is the time to enter playing your best football. They're going to be tough. Buccaneers can get the twelfth and final spot. They're playing the Panthers at home. If they win, Packers lose, Redskins tie, the Cowboys win, the Colts win, the Titans win, and the Forty ers win. And they don't Doug Martin. And another guy they 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 lost for the game is. Cameron Brait, the tight end from Harvard. I've talked about him. They're going to make him a big part of the team next year. And we'll see if the Panthers are going to play for pride. Also, Kelvin Benjamin has not 
been a great route runner this year. He's given up a lot of plays. And they're saying the question is whether a surgically repaired knee was a factor. They're not sure if it wasn't. They said this is just the way he plays. They said he has unique size and catching radius can carry him. He's essentially, they said, an extreme version of Plaxico Burris. They said, which despite Burris's success is not a great thing. And yeah, But Burris, man, he made some great catches, but he was, a, he was a headache. He was a headache. All right, the t- Titans. Titans are hosting the Texans. Texas, Texans won the AFC South, are the second Super Bowl host in 16 years to reach the playoffs. Now the second, 7-1 at NRG Stadium. But, and it's a number four seed. And that means they don't travel well. They're going to play all their starters because they have been held to 30, 13 points or fewer in four of the seven road games. Now, Savage is one for two in terms of, you know, pretty performances. But he's two for two in wins. And hey, you win ugly. A win's a win. We shall see. Now, they're talking about how he's going to do. You know, he needs this week, they said, Tom Savage to work through some of the kinks he has to work through in the first two games, you know, in the first two games. And they want to work They want to work through him, you know. That's why he's playing right now. That's why the whole team is playing. The Texans want to go in. I, I, I agree. I don't think you – if you have to play next week, there's no point in resting the starters. Steelers are going to do it. What do I know? But I feel certain teams know they have to work out some of the kinks. And whatever happens, happens. That's the game of football. And DeMarco Murray, yeah, you know what? The, Derrick Henry – the uh, Andy Benoit feels a more dynamic runner than DeMarco Murray. You know what? DeMarco Murray's had a pretty darn good year. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't give him a shot with somebody else next year. I know a lot of teams need him. Just need a running back. Just going to need some help. Somebody's going to need Hey, Giants too. You know, he'd be, he, might, he might be a bad runner for the Giants. You know, come to think of it. And the Seahawks, to get the number two seed, they have to beat the 49ers and hope the Falcons lose. And the Seahawks only outscored the Niners 86-34 in the three wins since Jim Harbaugh was fired after the 2014 season. And Doug Baldwin, Benoit loves him. Few route runners have better patience than Doug Baldwin. He sets up his moves, especially in short areas. I saw a great piece on him, Doug Baldwin. Went to Stanford, wasn't drafted. I mean, he just kept busting his butt. And he is he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's like Steve Smith, Steve Smith Sr. Plays with that chip on his shoulder, man. I love seeing guys like that. Falcons are hosting the Saints. They're one win away, Falcons, from getting the number two seed, which I, they want. If they, don't, if, they, if they don't get the win, then they have to hope that the Seahawks lose to the Niners, win the game. Also, Matt Ryan has a league-high 115.5 passer rating, and I throw touchdown passes to 13 players in NFL single-season record. Yeah, I know I already said that, but it's still nice to read, hear it again and again. But the, you know what the thing about the Falcons? Their pass rush has not been the best. They have to be. They have to make plays in the playoffs. And Drew Brees is 66 yards away from his fifth 5,000. Yes, I just read that. Fifth 5,000-yard season, which no other quarterback has managed twice. And uh, two of his new targets, Michael Thomas, the rookie out of Ohio State, and Kobe Fleener, who they brought in free agency. Thomas... Good, good receiver. Runs, you know, he can prosper in uh, New Orleans schemes. Fleener, if he's a blocker and hit and miss a receiver, and especially with contested balls, he doesn't get the job done. Now, cards at Rams, this game means nothing, but 33, Larry Fitzgerald, second league with 102 catches and has the third most catches 
That's his third most catches in a career. And has the third most catches in a career. On top of that, 3,302 catches. How about that? Jared Goff going for his seventh chance to pick up number win, win number one as a starter. His 61.7 passer rating isn't the worst in the league because he hasn't played enough to qualify. Oof. And they're talking about, Andy Benoit's put up a good point about Todd Gurley. His vision and decisiveness have become worse. That's the cumulative effect of playing behind a poor offensive line. I tend to agree. And I love Todd Gurley. You know what? JD Talking Sports Strategy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I did not get to the did not get to the trivia questions. No, I did not. All right, trivia. Let me get uh, first. I want to get to the trivia question from the last podcast. Which college football team has the most wins in NCAA history? Alabama with thirty-five. They just topped it. Okay. And tonight's trivia question. What college football team has the most consecutive bowl appearances in NCAA history? What college football team has the most consecutive bowl appearances in NCAA history? Folks, have a happy, happy, healthy, prosperous, wealthy. Get everything you want. Go for the things you want in 2017. Life is too damn short. Have a good night. Peace out.